0: Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And there's a movie now called The Disaster Artist. Um, My guest today, James Franco, he is the star of the movie. He's the director of the movie. James, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Tell us why you would want to do a movie that's about the making of what everyone calls the worst film of the 21st century. I'm going to qualify
1: that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The best worst film of the 20th century. The best century. worst. That's a very specific mm-hmm. thing because there has been there have been thousands of bad movies that we will never watch again. People have been watching The Room religiously for 14 and a half years now. <laughs> like once a month in almost every major city around the world. I mean, they've been waiting for it London. to get good.
0: What? <laughs> no. Yeah, no, 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 no. They know what they're in good for, intro. I think. Mm-hmm.
1: But, um... I, uh, knew, I knew sort of about The Room, although I had never seen it, um, but what really turned me on to it was the, the book. Seth, Seth Rogen teases me like, he's like, oh, this is a very uh, James Franco thing to do to get you know, into this whole thing through a book, but um, Greg Sestero, who was the other actor in The Room... Co-wrote this book with uh, Tom Bissell, this great journalist, uh, he did. Ca- called the. Who your brother Dave plays yeah. in the film, yeah. and once I read that, and I saw you know that there was this incredible story behind this cult bad movie, I knew that I would be able to tell a a Hollywood story unlike any other, but that B because of the way they had written it. There was this universal story underneath about dreamers and outsiders that everybody could relate to, that I certainly related to myself. You know, everybody comes to Hollywood, everybody that comes there and, and has a dream to make it starts on the outside, right? You have to start. Somewhere They do, unless they're, yeah. they've got relatives or an in. Well, know? my brother had me. me. But did. even he said, well, ah, oh, man, I came to Hollywood and I was James Franco's little brother. And he had to, you know, that was one of the reasons that he's never been in a, a movie with me before is he didn't want to be in my shadow. And he, he spent seven or eight years just going off and doing his own thing. I would ask him to be in, in but, movies and he would say, no,
0: you did do those things. With those acting lessons. Exactly. Which are just amazing. Exactly. He, where can people find those now? That's on and Funny or die. die. It's funny on or Funny or Die, so yeah. you can still find it. Oh, I yeah. just remember the one where you're teaching him, basically, to work with a green screen and just <laughs> yeah, pitching. I've seen it you're in so long. No, he's standing on a chair, <laughs> and you're just throwing objects.
1: I think he's standing on our, our cat carrier. Is that like, what it was, yeah. the cat
0: carrier yeah, we are doing that? The yeah. cats
1: are a big part of our lives. Those are my cats, and then he stole those cats. But anyway, anyway that was... go into it. That was one of the only things that we had done together. And when I read the book, in fact, there were like a few things that popped into my mind immediately. I, was, I thought, I need to tell this story. I identify with this story. I, I love this story. I need to play Tommy Wiseau. Even though, like, on the surface, we are very different people. Um, that there are things about him and his story that I relate to so closely. And three, that I wanted my brother to play Greg Sestero. Because I knew, I mean, A, I I just think he's a great actor. But B, I knew we had the right dynamic for it. And largely because we had done those videos. And those videos were kind of the seed they are for the relationship in here. Because I'm playing this ridiculous acting coach, giving him horrible acting advice. And he's just sort of looking at me like, you know, like you're an idiot. And that's
0: sort of the dynamic that we have
1: in the disaster artist. So I knew that we could do that.
0: Well, we, we should set up a little about who, who Tommy Wiseau is. Because even when you see this movie, you're not going to be quite sure. <laughs> you know, I know. Well, we actually... So he's a very real guy. He's real.
1: Early on in the um, editing process, we thought about... Considered putting real footage of, of the actual Tommy up front. Because he is such an extreme character in reality. And that we worried like people didn't know who he was, and they and then they came to our movie cold, and they saw me behaving that way. They'd think like, "Wow, James is taking a big swing. <laughs> like <laughs> he's going a little over the top there with that character." So but, you could say, "No, he's really like." <laughs> well, we have the yeah, we have the side by side comparison at the end,
0: so oh, that's people great. Can Everybody see. should be yeah. at the end of this movie. Yeah. You've got to sit there and watch them side by side,
1: and you can see, oh, I'm doing it just like. Like he, that's how he
0: was, you know. Um, Tommy claims to be from New Orleans. Okay, uh, okay, the, I'll give you, so I'll give, give you the me a little Tommy, bit. Yeah, here's yeah. Tommy. He looks,
1: you know, you see here, he's got the long hair, yeah. he looks kind of like the way he dresses and everything. It's sort of like a cross between like a vampire and a, and a pirate. Mm. Uh, he wears like three or four belts at a time, minimum, you know, mm-hmm. one the standard loopholes, and then the others like hang below his butt cheeks, <laughs> like you <he's laughs> say, a little. Make my butt look good. Hold it up, you know. And, <laughs> and anyway, so that's how we. That's sort of the 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 outer kind of thing. He has three mysteries. Where he's from, cause he sound like this, which sound like sort of like Eastern Europe, but has been mangled through whatever, like somewhere.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> but he claimed he from New Orleans. You know, all American guy, and he throw. You know, in the in the in the room, there are these. Famous scenes where they're throwing uh, an American football in tuxedos. And he'd say, yeah, I'm all American guy. I love football, you know. I grew up playing football, you know. It's just something you do. You can play whenever you like, and tuxedo doesn't matter. And so, <laughs> And then, um, and that was, and actually, I asked him when he finally saw my movie. What did you think, Tommy? Because I didn't know. Yeah. And he's like, well. And also he had famously said about the book that our movie was based on the disaster artist that only 40% true and we're like well Written by that's his best we, friend yeah right yeah, yeah that's yeah. what we based our movie on yeah, we're like oh man he might not like the movie mm-hmm. and i was like so what do you think tommy he's like wow well, i approve 99.9%, right <laughs> now now i was like oh thank thank goodness and i was like what's the 0.1% and you'd think he'd say, like, well, I never said that, I never said that. Um, he says, uh, 0.1% because of the way you throw football. I, don't, <laughs> I know how to throw football. I'm like, oh, because you're an all American guy. You've been throwing since you were a kid. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, where he's from, how old he is. Mm-hmm. Cause no he, one knows. He, Yeah, I mean, you can go online and find these things, but what is fascinating is how tightly he holds on to these you know this facade that he's built and so he was at least in his late 40s when he made the room mm-hmm. and he claimed he was in his 20s he claimed he was the same age as greg his young friend greg <laughs> right. and and then the weirdest mystery is where he got his money because he financed the room at the tune of six million dollars it looks like Dog poop. I mean,
0: it looks like it was made for well, $60, right? And it's right? the worst green screen I've ever seen in a in right. any movie. Yes.
1: And that the story of the green screen is he didn't even have to do green screen. Like, he bought... I mean, one of the reasons it's $6 million is because he bought all the equipment. He, like, bought all the lights and the cameras. He used a 35 millimeter film camera and then HD video camera, right, side by side. Mm-hmm. They'll never be able to be cut, you know, intercut... And people would say, like, Tommy, why doing? do you want to do that? He said, well, it had never been done before. And then the green screen, they shot in the parking lot of the rental house <laughs> on La
0: Brea in, in, in Los but Angeles. But that's what's just so amazingly wonderful about it.
1: Right. Yeah. But, then at the, you know, and, but then at the end of the shoot, they went to San Francisco to shoot exteriors because the story takes place in San Francisco. <clears throat> and they go to the top of this building. To shoot the plates for the green screen Mm because the the stuff in the parking lot is supposed to be on a roof right the Mm -hmm. little shed that you see in you know our trailer and they're like tommy whose building is this and he goes well it's my building and they're like why didn't we shoot everything up here you own this building it'd be for you know we'd do it for nothing and he's like well this
0: real hollywood movie You know, so we yeah we don't do what's convenient. No, No. we got to do green screen because it's a real Hollywood movie. It's got to be doing that. Yeah. Well, you know, also for those who haven't seen the room or haven't yet seen the Disaster Artist, Tommy's not a really great actor. (laughs) (laughs) And there's one scene in the movie that I just prize where he's doing what almost a hundred takes of coming up that door. What did you say, Tommy? I love tommy mm-hmm. i really I really, really do, and uh,
1: he had a hard time learning a lot. I mean, he just yeah he's just there's nothing good about the room like if you look at the room <laughs> oh, that's there's why. nothing good it's, it's, it's not just the acting, like production design, you know the way it's shot, every the writing every, everything is off. The secret to the room, i think one of the secrets to the room's ever you know ongoing success for fourteen and a half years is that underneath there is so much heart and passion. Tommy threw himself into it. And it's basically a personal story about how he feels the universe has betrayed him, Mm -hmm. right? Because, I mean, and you can imagine this guy going around with this long hair and everything, trying to make it in Hollywood. I mean, there, there would be parts for him. People would tell him, look, Maybe you should go out for the villain, or you know this guy. He's like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm a hero. I'm James Dean. <laughs> and they're like, no, you're not. You're not James Dean. And but what I loved is, what I love about his story, is that he didn't let that shut him down. That he, he made his movie. And how many thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of people have come to, to Hollywood to to make it, and they don't. They don't. It's a really hard thing to do. And he got his movie made. And I really respect that.
0: But the James Dean thing is definitely there. He's always, te- doesn't that line from Rebel Without a Cause You're goes right? You're tearing away. me apart. You're tearing me apart. You know, that's <laughs> just the screaming. And yet you play James Dean. Right. Which so is, this has to confuse him no end. This whole No, the room has ironies upon
1: ironies. You know that. (laughs)
0: Then you added more. Yeah, and then we, (laughs)
1: our whole thing has now just rocketed the ironies into like some other stratosphere. But, um, I approached Tommy and Greg. I read the book before I was halfway done. I, I was in. I I knew I needed to be a part of this. I I mean, some of my favorite movies are. Boogie Nights, Ed Wood, Sunset Boulevard. I mean, those are like in my top... All three are in my top ten.
0: Well, Ed Wood is like the 20th century version of the Right. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, what I love so much about Ed Wood...
1: I mean, he... You know, Burton set the model. It was like, here's somebody that's making what's considered like lowbrow art, but he's capturing it in these beautiful frames. I mean, it's one of the most beautiful-looking movies ever. And then he's got like... All these incredible actors. I mean, Martin Landau won the Oscar for that, and <laughs> Bella Lugosi, and you know, and Johnny. It's one of my favorite Johnny Depp roles ever. Mm-hmm. And so he's just got all these incredible artists portraying these people that are making what's considered lowbrow art. But what that does is it elevates it, and it and it helps us look at the passion and intentions behind it. Because nobody really tries to make a bad movie, right? I mean. At least in this case, like Tommy was, he's aiming for James Dean. He's aiming for the stars. Mm -hmm. He's got the same level of passion as Orson Welles or a a Francis Ford Coppola. It's just that he has zero self perception. He thinks he's James Dean. It's (laughs) it's like reverse body dysmorphia. He's not not thin thin and thinks he's overweight. He looks like he does and thinks he's James Dean, right? And so when you do that and you have that passion, it just goes through like this weird cheese grater and it comes out like the room you know but then his brilliance is that once he had the room and he realized it wasn't what he intended because he intended it to be an oscar you know (laughs) worthy thing he kept it in theaters for two weeks to qualify for the oscars he said it was a Tennessee Williams-level drama. He said, he said people, when they watch this movie, they won't be able to sleep for two weeks after watching. They'd be so disturbed. <laughs> and my, and my, bro, my brother watched it alone for the first time because I, I, mm-hmm. I called him up. I was like, dude, watch this movie, The Room. Read this book. It's, I, I really want to do this with you. He watched it alone in his hotel in Boston and he was disturbed for two weeks he was like what is this thing how <laughs> are we gonna do this anyway when Tommy realized that it wasn't what he intended and people were laughing at it his brilliance was to capitalize on that and to then rewrite the history and just say yeah I intend it to you know be comedy and so so he had written on the poster the original poster in Tennessee Williams level drama
0: mm-hmm.
1: when he realized people were laughing he didn't Take Tennessee Williams level drama off the poster he just added uh, entertaining black comedy or something like that so it's like so it could be both. all those things. It's both He says about the room the room is safe place you can laugh, you can cry Do whatever you like just don't hurt yourself.
0: <laughs> that should be the motto of every film There you go. I think, though, with you too, he wanted Johnny Depp to be him, right? It was no, that was his dream. He did. Johnny Depp was his first choice, <laughs> choice right? But He had two people. He, he had okay. two people in mind. <laughs> yeah. So when
1: I had to get his life rights, he's like, "So who play me?" And I'm, and I knew I wanted to play him, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what he was going to think about that. Later, I learned that I was his second choice, <laughs> probably largely because I I had played James Dean, and he thought he was James Dean. <laughs> But I, he said, who play me? And I was like, I don't know, Tommy. Who Who do you think? He's like, well, how about Johnny Duck? And I'm like, <laughs> I laughed. And he's like, what's well, so the fun? Why are you laughing? And I'm like, he's the big, you know, biggest movie star around. And he's like, yeah, well, you don't go down that road. You don't know it at the end of the alley, right? And I'm like, OK. And then Greg, the real Greg, suggested me. He's like, how about you, James? And Tommy was like, yeah, Jens. I say some of your stuff, you know, you you do some good things, you do some bad things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know how to take that. Hey, like, did you ask him to enumerate yeah, what no, was I, good and bad? No, oh, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. You
1: know what his favorite is is this movie you I don't know if you've even seen it
0: uh called Sonny, oh, Directed by Nicholas Cage. Nicolas Cage. Yes, there you of go. Of course, yes. That's his favorite Ma-la- movie. That movie was that maligned by everybody. Just castigated by people who said <laughs> This is so bad, and yet that, that would be, bad. I thought it wasn't that bad. But, <laughs> no. you know, it didn't receive a warm reception. Probably Maybe not. Maybe he felt think bad. I, I don't think I read the reviews mm-hmm. yet. What yeah. were your bad things, according to Tommy?
1: Well, if Sonny was his favorite movie, I don't know, you know. How could that like, be? What do
0: I, I don't know why I want to, yeah. Yeah, what his really happened. But you is did very something strange. extraordinary, I've heard, uh, in which you directed this movie in character as Tommy. With the, with with this qualification, I stayed
1: in the character of Tommy, the filter of Tommy, but I was directing like James. You know what I mean? The disaster artist doesn't look like The Room. You know what I mean? It's not made like The Room. It's directed by James. And if the actors needed to ask me a question, I would Give them James's thoughts. It would just be filtered through the facade of Tommy and the voice of Tommy.
0: <laughs> Did everybody uh, just sort of go along with that with you? They were fine. Rogan wasn't. Didn't have. Rogan few choice it took Rogan to a say. while. It took yes. Rogan at yeah. least
1: a week we, not to laugh at me you know, every time he saw me. Yeah,
0: the yeah. first day for Rogan, mm-hmm. he
1: couldn't. He couldn't even work. Like he, it was just like, <laughs> what, what happened to doing? my friend? I don't know what he thought because he produced it. It must have been just like oh, my God, James has finally done it. He's Because I asked him to produce it. He must have just been like, James pulled me into one of his insane <laughs> again, projects. Here you know, I am. <laughs> yeah, they, no, but they, this is the
0: ultimate. After you two had done the interview, I thought it would never happen again. Well, that was his. That, would, that was his. That was his project he pulled me into. <laughs> that's it. Okay. We end in song, as always. I would, and I'm going to okay, ask okay. you <laughs> in your song to do it as Tommy. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's Definitely. what that, I'm asking. That's
1: actually the only mm-hmm. way I will sing.
0: Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Do we have words or something? Words? We don't have words. What are we no, singing? Can just make it up. What? Just do anything Tommy would have sung. I have to sing? Well, you always sing when you're on the show. What oh. do you, blank it out? No, it's like, no, I, I can't I guess there's a
1: song it. in the film that Tommy kind of sings. Um, this is the rhythm of the night. The night. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey,
1: there that was you go. it. All right. The
0: Rhythm of the Night by Corona. There you go. <laughs> there it is. It's done. James? Always. Great to see you. Yeah. (laughs)